Hello and welcome to this week's episode of 90s Court. I think that's the name of the show. I am one of the hosts named Lisa Monahan. And my name is Andy Clodfelter. Last time He's on m- 90s Court. <laughs> oh, we didn't have Wait, any no. fl- oh, we didn't have any flashback stuff. I was gonna I was hoping there'd be like a thing that would play. A nah, bunch, of, cli- a bunch so, of clips I of us like from last week talking about stuff. I don't know how I didn't have that queued up and ready to go. I'm so ashamed of myself. It's, it's almost like week. if we were to do that, we would do it post <laughs> post show. <laughs> post and so we'd still have the power to do it, but nope, it's impossible. We can't. That's do a wrap it. on that. That Sorry. is a wrap on that. Um, that sounds like hi. way too much work. Hi, Lisa. Hi, I have uh, a cute note that uh, a friend of mine told me, you know, our friend Alyssa, uh, a friend of mine from yeah. Seattle, she she listens to the show. Mm-hmm. She's been listening to it because she's doing a lot of like home um, home repair projects over the uh, past few months. Mm-hmm. And she said she's been listening to our show the whole time. And she pointed out something about the Where's Waldo episode. Okay, are you ready to have your fucking mind blown, Ooh, Andy? I am. Do you, do you know the um, his nemesis, Oddlaw? Oddlaw, yeah. That's Waldo backwards. Oh, I knew that. I didn't know that. I thought you. I thought you even to, said it. I didn't. Know, but no, I, I remember. Don't, I don't. I don't think I did because I, if okay. I said it, she. I don't think she would have. But I didn't know, and she messaged that to me. I was like, "Oh my gosh!" It's like my whole just, head exploded. Lisa's Lisa's murder wall now has like so many more <laughs> strings attaching and going oh, different places. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, there's this there's this one musician I like named Esma Harba, and I was just sitting there one day listening to his music music, and I was like, Esma Harba. That's Abraham S. backwards, and I was like, I'm, "I'm a damn genius." So th- that's that's like, um, that's all I have, except for the fact that um, the bee that's outside on our patio that's constantly Checking enjoying my shit. umbrella. Yeah, we mentioned named, that on the Patreon one, so not everybody's yes, heard this. Sure, but I we named him Gary, mm-hmm. and this morning I demanded that Jack give him the um, was it Vince D'Onofrio. From Men in Black voice, <laughs> just like because he because he constantly charges other bees and other insects oh. and also birds. So he so yeah, can you do it? Because you're so good at this oh, voice. Oh, this is my this is my uh, my, my, my. I'm trying to think. Ba- this is my because <laughs> <laughs> he just seems like a big drunk, angry person. Like like what what what? I'm gonna fuck what? this thing up. Yeah, for those of you who did not hear, because I realized it was on a, it was on a Patreon exclusive that Lisa we did on Thursday. Lisa was talking about there's this bee that lives outside her house that just like she even got plants for it to be like, hey, here's a special flower for you, and it's like, nah, fuck that, and it just keeps looking and like fucking with her uh, umbrella at her house and not flowers. That's true because it's a big yellow patio umbrella. So and and uh, this is I why may. the bees are dying. It's because they're just love umbrellas. <laughs> They love this umbrella. He will not do anything. He's evolved incorrectly. If you have ever wanted to become a supporter of the show, this last week's episode was really funny, and I I really enjoyed it. I went back and listened to it at like midnight the night we released it, and I was like, "This is uh, this is good. I enjoyed it." So it was coffee versus energy drinks, which was solid. Yeah. So. No, no, yeah. I it was I last week was a good week in general. I mean, between between that and then the actual '90s court episode, I I thought that was a really fun one too. Just just because like sometimes it's good when we have less notes on things, <laughs> just like yep, just fucking spewing bullshit for for an hour. Um, so actually, and I wanted to mention something here real quick, uh, just to okay. those of you who um, are open to to new podcast experiences. So I'm actually, um, I think I might have mentioned it briefly like forever ago, but I'm gonna be feature on an episode of a podcast called with my next pick that's with my next pick 
Um, it's kind of like a they do like a draft every week on a different topic. Um, subject or what have you where they draft like a snake draft type style anyone who's done fantasy football is familiar with that but basically each person picks something and then they have like a team at the end they usually draft seven when there's three of them but since there's be four of us this time I'll be on it and it'll be six picks um, and okay. I've actually chosen the topic for next time I can't tell you what it is because that would be spoilers but I will tell you it is 90s themed and I'm very enthusiastic about it so uh, so I'm gonna hopefully get on there and uh uh, drop some knowledge on this subject. Um, so if you guys ever want to check that out, that'll be out this coming Thursday, July 16th, um, with my next pick episode featuring Mua. And that is just one day after your birthday. Happy early birthday. Oh, yeah. Happy. I forgot. This is also, yeah, it's a this is a big month for us because we uh, have a few birthdays. So Lisa's birthday was this, was this past Saturday, the 11th. Happy birthday, Lisa. Belated. Thank you. Uh, my birthday is Wednesday the 15th. And there's another special birthday coming up at the end of the month. I can't remember who it's for, though. It feels like it's it's not someone on this show. feels like it's been a long year. It's been like, oh, Ugh. my God. The, it's the little baby 90s court. Gaga, That's goo, right. Goo, gaga. Uh, oh, oh, hey, 90s court. <laughs> Hi. Oh, oh I learned boy. to talk already. In one year. It's wow. sentient. And uh, and yeah, so so you guys stay tuned. We'll probably have a very minorly special episode for you. <laughs> um, well, at uh, least do, I don't know, I'll, I'll do like, do some sparklers or something during the show. Yes, there will be down part of my house. sparklers during the show that you'll just hear kind of a sound and then nothing else. Yep, exactly. So enjoy that so. audio experience. So, mm-hmm. um, but hey, you guys weren't here to talk to hear us talk about bullshit. I say that every week and then we still just talk about bullshit for, That's true. <laughs> for a long time before we start. So, uh, so we have a couple things we'd like to bring you, and this week I will be going first, as Lisa went first last time. Okay. So I'd like to talk to you about something. I actually just mentioned it briefly on the face box, um, which Lisa would have seen that post. Um, I didn't. I don't normally like to to do things that aren't as, as surprising, but for those of you who do not have me on the face box. Um, mm-hmm. I was just digging through some 90s things. I had actually a song I was thinking about doing, and then I, I changed my mind because I was like, there's nothing funny about this. Um, so I went back to the days when being big was better. And, okay. and which applied to me as well, because being big was has always been better for me. Um, back in the day when large just didn't cut it. That's right. Okay. McDonald's said, fuck y'all. Um, eat some eat some of our fucking garbage in a dumpster pile, in a dumpster pail, and uh, and supersize the fuck out of that shit. That's right. It's the supersize from nineteen from uh from nineteen ninety two to two thousand and four. Is that um, how long it, ra- it, it had? I mean, its reign of terror went on for twelve whole years. It stopped in two thousand four. Yep. Wow. And, that and seems we'll go over early. that. Yeah. Okay. So uh, for those well, of you of who course are it did unfamiliar. With the super size, um, you would simply go in, order your meal, like, you know, like, I'm going to get my 10 chicken nuggies, or I'm going to get my two cheeseburgers, or I'm going to get my Big Mac, my quarter pounder. And then mm-hmm. you would say, and you know what? Do me a favor. Super size that shit. Um, the sandwich or the entree would stay the same. However, you would be greeted with <laughs> basically a, a metric <laughs> fuck ton of French fries and a fucking gallon of soda. <laughs> 
Oh my gosh. Um, so the actual sizes that you got with these for super size, you got a 42 ounce drink compared to the current largest one you can get, which, a thir- which is a 32 ounce at McDonald's, um, which seems not so big now considering most beverages you get at gas stations are 42 ounces. So Are they like, that? Well, I guess yeah. if you're getting like the fountain drink. Yeah, you get a fountain drink. Yeah. You get a fountain drink and it's like, I can get the 42 ounce for 99 cents or a 20 ounce for 99 cents. So fuck all this. I'm going to get that. Like, I mean, you're going to get the bigger one. You know, they just, they just, they give you the option to get a smaller one, but it's just kind of like, at least for me, I've always been like quantity over quality. (laughs) I'm just like, just give me, give me more. Um, And supersized fries. This one's a little more hard to categorize. It was a seven ounce container uh, for supersize. Compared to a six-ounce container for large, which doesn't seem like that big of a difference, um, but it's harder to quantify them in size, like with fries. Um, but basically, the calorie sizes for a medium fry was 320 calories. The calorie size for a large was 490 calories, and the calorie size for a super size was 610 calories. Oof. So just in your fries, nearly just double in nearly, your fries alone, nearly doubling the medium size fry. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's yeah. so I mean, OK, let, let's 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 give it a moment, not mm-hmm. moment of silence because they're not dead. But like McDonald's fries, they reign supreme. They are the leader. They are so good. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you if you do not agree with me, I do not know what to do. Yeah. And I think here's the thing is nowadays, like I'm just like as someone who I don't know, has worked and has to get fast food for lunch and like back when i mean at least when i was working in person at my office a lot i mean fast food all the time like fast food is not what it used to be as far as like holy fuck this is a fucking delicacy and how great and tasty and i just want a fuckload of it back then like from 92 to not to 2004 fuck yeah it was still it was still a fucking magical experience i mean like because i graduated from high school in 2004 so mm-hmm. i mean so it was basically from my childhood till i graduated high school uh, when this was still available. Now, you might be asking yourself, how like how much is going to set me back? Well, the difference between a large size and a super size was 24 cents to supersize an entire meal. Hmm. So That's for 24 cents deal. more, you got 10 more ounces of soda. And um, well, let's see, about 150, 120 more calories um, for, for fries. Um let me see. So as far as the change, just going to briefly go over why it got was gotten rid of. So the company announced in March of 2004 that it would phase out the option, citing needs to simplify their menu and to offer healthier food, food choices. I'm telling you what they said. Okay. The driving force here was menu simplification, McDonald's spokesman Walt, Walt Riker said back in 2004. Oh, okay. The fact of the matter is not, not very many supersized fries are sold. Also, it takes the employees longer to prepare bigger portions, slowing down their fast service. Bottom line, if it doesn't make the company more money, it isn't worth it. So, obviously, that was a load of horse shit. Um, because in, it was released, this press release was released in March of 2004. Because they wanted to get ahead of <laughs> the release of the film Super Size Me, which was released uh-huh. in May of 2004. Um, so I, I, when I was reading, I was like, wow, I didn't realize it came before they released it, but clearly McDonald's knew about this film because they like, they had copyright stuff 
that was in the film that clearly McDonald's mm-hmm. had to have given them permission to use. So they clearly knew that this film was being made at the time. Um, and so they were like, hey, let's beat let's beat feet and get this fucking press release out here before Super Size Me comes out. So, yeah, so that came out in 2004. And if you, those of you who are not familiar, it was a film where this uh, guy basically who's in super good health and stuff uh, has to eat uh, McDonald's for every single meal, breakfast, lunch and dinner for like 30 days. Mm-hmm. Um, and if they ever ask him if he wants to supersize it, he has to supersize it. So it was, it's, it's one of my all time favorite docs. It's such a good doc. It's really good. And, and yeah. in addition to that, he also had to intentionally prohibit like how much he walked in a day to like basically meet the average exercise of like a normal person. Um, and so he actually like had to take taxis when he didn't want to, like, cause he lived in New York city. So he walked a lot. So he had to like intentionally do stuff to limit his step amount and everything. So, um, so yeah. So McDonald's puke. The supersized menu was so, I mean, but like there was something special about that fucking giant container that they would give you of French Mm -hmm. fries, like the super, like you're like large is good. But super size is like an like a small yeah. house for a large it's rat. So, like there's it's, something it's, gratifying about being like I'm fucking starving. Just fucking shame me. Just let's just I'm just like I have no shame right now. Just fucking hit me with all you got. The more I would say less. I mean, certainly the amount of French fries you get could be kind of shocking. But the the difference in the soda size is like mm-hmm. you said ten ounces. Yeah. That's a lot of soda. I mean, because, yeah, I mean, compared to now, like like I said, when you go to a fountain fountain at, like, a gas station, like, most of the times you're going to get, um, at most large chains, you're always going to get 42 or 44 ounces. Yeah, unreal. And so, um, so it doesn't seem that unusual now, but at the time, like, that was a shitload of soda. Um, and I think my thing with this is that, in retrospect, I get it in the sense that it was the first time that the people basically said, Hey, listen, like we see where this is going, this road we're going down of just continuing to make things larger and larger. And like, we just want, like, we are officially not okay with just making everything massive for the sake of making things massive. Um, help, yeah, help us help ourselves. Yes. We cannot make this decision on yes, our own. Because we are as, not a face, very good at this. as a Facebook post of mine recently said, is that uh, tragically people are, are when, when presented with a bad solution, uh, we will li- usually choose the uh, the worst option of the two because we're all garbage people. So it's true. Supersize me. The end. Man, that was a really good specific one too. Thank Shit, you. I didn't realize it had such a short reign. I really thought supersizing was still on the menu. Especially, that, especially how, yeah. because I want you to know I searched supersize. And so most of the stuff is for Super Size Me, the, the documentary. But there mm-hmm. was a Wikipedia article that was like one sentence. <laughs> and that was Really? It. Yeah. So I had to find the rest of the stuff, like digging a little bit deeper for that. <laughs> Interesting. Well, thank you for that. Because now I know that I, ne- I never go to McDonald's. But now I know I would be sorely disappointed. Mm-hmm. Probably. So, um, okay. So my thing is <laughs> it's super good. I love it. Uh, my thing, I don't know how to introduce it other than I'm going to be talking about Triumph, the insult comic dog today. <laughs> Whoa. Right? Triumph. For okay. me to poop on. So Triumph. Oh, that one. Okay. 
What did you think I was thinking? No, I just didn't know. I just, I wasn't. I didn't realize the name was Triumph. I just I know the dog. The dog. His yeah. name was Triumph. Uh, he first aired on the Late Night with Conan O'Brien on February thirteenth, nineteen ninety-seven. I could not have told you that that's where he came from. I thought he just existed outside of time and space, <laughs> and he was just always there, being a little bitch and like just insulting the shit out of everyone. But he was actually introduced as the winner from the Hound Group from the Westminster International Dog Show. And that's how he was presented on the show on February 13th, 1997. And so <laughs> he shows up as a Yugoslavian hound dog. And right off the bat, he knocks it out of the park with this like trademark, trademark line of like, it was a great show for me to, to poop, poop on. on. <laughs> yes. And of course he delivers this in all of his Eastern European accent. It's very heavy. It's it's pretty fantastic. I, I don't know if, if Triumph is still doing anything, but I fucking love Triumph. Um, on that same appearance of his, uh, Siskel and Ebert were guests at the time. And so I don't wow. remember which one is dead, but is they're it... both dead now. But, but Siskel, oh, was the, Siskel was the one who died much, much earlier. Well, shit. I didn't know they were both gone. The more, you know, gif. Um, yeah. Roger so... Ebert was, uh, was like in 2013. The only reason I'm very familiar with that is because he was from Champagne and he always had his, uh, Ebert film festival in Champaign, Illinois. So, oh, Really? Yeah. That's fascinating. Look mm-hmm. at that. Again, the more you know. Um, so Cisco and Evil were on the show that episode, and and he's like, no, 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 they're both great for me to poop on. And it's like, okay, okay, I get it. All right. Um, and he was, Triumph was puppeteered and voiced by Robert Smigel, mm-hmm. who, of course, was heavily involved in Saturday Night Live in the 90s yeah. with, like, the ambiguously gay duo and whatnot, um, which was great, by the way. Which I, I mainly know because, like, I, uh, listening to uh, I listen to Conan O'Brien needs a friend um, the podcast mm-hmm. a fair amount. Like, just because some of the guys he, people he interviews on that are amazing, but yeah, he he always tells old stories and stuff. And apparently, Robert Smigel was like one of his biggest coworkers that he worked with all the time back on SNL. Yeah, Robert was huge in the nineties. Oh, nineties SNL deserves his own like season of the show. But I yeah. digress. Uh, so Triumph also had the infamous cigar in his mouth. Um, he just would like slam celebrities to their face, kind of like roast style. Like I love mm-hmm. like Comedy Central roasts, you know those kind of shit. But um, I watched a bunch of the video clips of him doing interviews and things with other people. So here are some lines. I don't. I will do my best to do the Eastern European accent. I'm very bad at this. He goes, "Let's see." Bon Jovi returns to its home state of New Jersey, much like poop returning up into the butthole. <laughs> Um, Alec Baldwin is so kind. He loves all animals. Alec is anti-fur, which is just one more thing he has in common with Jeffrey Epstein. Whoa. That's fucking dark. Which is... It's dark. This is a newer... I was gonna say, I was like, wait, I was like, like, how is there a uh, reference to Jeffrey Epstein so long ago? (laughs) I know, this was, I think this was something in the last, like, two or three years, but I I was like, I was just going through, I was like, that one, I'll, I'll throw it in there because it's funny. And then... I believe he was talking to Andy. What was Andy's last name from Conan? Andy. Andy Richter. Richter, thank you. Andy, you look terrific. You lost all that weight. No, no, you look great. I tell you, I still wouldn't sniff your butt. <laughs> um, it's it's still good. I I have no delivery, but I tried. So he also <laughs> he was also included in like all of the two thousands uh, presidential elections, which I vaguely remember. But that's a really nice way to kind of bring a little bit of comedic relief to something that's Seriously. just terrible. 
So uh, he eventually got his own show in 2015 on Adult Swim, which I don't remember. It apparently lasted like a, a year. Yeah, I was going to um, say, clearly didn't kill it exactly. <laughs> it's just yeah. like, there's no way you could make that show work. No. You're we like, tried so hard to do get spinoffs. It. We get it. It's, yeah. it's one of those things that is like, it is like a very strange spice that you can only have like twice a year or something like that. <laughs> yes, exactly. Like salt. Just like salt. Mm-hmm. Just like salt. Just mm-hmm. twice a year. Um, let's see. Pets.com also filed a lawsuit against the late night show and Robert Smigel saying what? that Triumph was a direct ripoff of their mascot at the time. But then there was the 2000s.com bus and then they went bankrupt and fuck them. <laughs> um, and so tri- Triumph. Yeah. Take Got that em. Pets.com. Boo. Got him. Exactly. Uh, Triumph did, however, hump the Pets.com mascot on an episode of SNL at one point wait he, hum- he humped it yeah he like humped <laughs> the so dog good. it's really good he's so vulgar like some of the interviews it, they would often like put a hot dog weenie out like uh, like like p- triumph would be on like talking from behind a table and then all of a sudden this cold wet hot dog oh, would show up no. and there would be like there'd be like another female dog there and the dog would just start like biting and licking the weenie and he'd be like oh yeah like it's the worst it's yeah. the best. So um, he also released an album in 2003 called Come Poop With Me, which what is... What the fuck? Why would you ever? An album? An album. I don't want to hear that. I'm Psych- pulling it up right now. I do want to hear it. I want it played at my funeral. <laughs> Come poop with me. Let's see. Are you going to play some? Uh, nope. I'm just looking it over. Just seeing if there's anything interesting in what here. What are some titles? He, yeah. Okay. Let me see. Including guest performances by Maya Rudolph. Adam Sandler, Jack Black, Horatio Sands, Conan O'Brien, and Black Wolf the Dragon Master. Um, what in the world? A real-life role-playing game fan who Triumph had ridiculed on an episode of SNL. Dang. Not SNL, on Late Night with Conan. Wow. Uh, and then they also made a... Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not going to read so this that... whole thing on that, but... No, you don't need to because that's all there is to it. It was Triumph the Insult Comic Dog. He's still around somehow, somewhere in our heart and soul, but uh, he had his heyday in the 90s, maybe a little bit in the 2000s. Mm-hmm. But there it is. The more you know. For me to poop on. How many times did you use that as a kid? Like, for me to poop on. Uh, I did a lot. Less than you would think. Really? You were too busy doing the suck at hand motion? Uh, yeah. I and yeah. I think here's the weird thing is like as much as I love Conan in, in retrospect and I think I watched it later on, like at least early like at the time when I would have been immature enough to do that, I probably didn't like watch it at that point. Yeah. That's fair. Look at you. Taking care of yourself. I'm so well, cool. You are so cool. But before we go to our break, before mm. we start our, our court cases specifically, we need to do a quick shout out to <gasps> our newest patron. Welcome. We have a new patron. Welcome. Welcome. Excuse me. My Laura bar is not sitting well. The one that expired in April. Can you imagine? Mm. Something that I ate t- today that like, expired four Lisa, months like, ago. Lisa, we're not, we're not like on super lockdown <laughs> anywhere. You can go to the grocery store and get new I, Laura bars. I w- no, Andy, I did. This is a result of buying Laura bars like three days ago. <laughs> they were on clearance and I was like, that's an amazing deal for Laura bars. I should buy every box wow. of them. And then I got home. I was like, oh, I wonder if they were on sale for a reason. Oh, yeah. Well. Yeah, that should have been like dumpster diving worth. Like they, you should have been able to find those in the back in the, in the dumpster. 
I well, you know what? They live in the dumpster that is my stomach. In now, your stomach. So, <laughs> in my stomach. So let's get back to celebrating mm-hmm. our newest patron, Vincent. Vincent, Vincent, you are amazing. Vincent is a, a friend of mine from one of my home espresso groups, and he actually, um, I believe, just joined. Patreon. Like I th- the I don't day know, we dropped the, the day, new episode. Yeah, because I was telling him, I was like, "Yo, I'm doing a coffee episode with my friend," and and then I introduced him to the shows, and I believe he started supporting the show immediately. And it was yeah, like, Jesus, he was the one who sent me the. Um, I was gonna say he's fucking on it. <laughs> I want to die off the shelf, which is yeah. one of the funny, one of the ridiculous things I said. He made a shirt, which for is one it of the great somewhere. things that I said. Not to toot my own horn, but <laughs> no, well, not one of the great, but like I want to die off the shelf is like that's my new. I want to uh, die life. off the shelf. So, Vincent, thank you for being a friend and supporting the show and listening to all the things and uh, entertaining me. So, thank you. Thanks, Vincent. And to the rest of our patrons, we love you as well. We love you, too. We're getting getting a nice little little family together there on Patreon. Hell to the yes. Hell Mm -hmm. to the yes. So, well, what do you say we take a quick break and then jump into polls when we get back? No. No. Okay. Sounds good. Okay. Well, goodbye, everyone. See you in episode 46. Wait, 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 wait. Bye. Welcome back to 90s Court. You weren't expecting for me to be so loud. I think they were. If they didn't, that's on them. You guys, listen. Go back to all of the other episodes when I've been on it, which is all of them. And you'll (laughs) look in your heart to know that it's true, that I was going to be loud. Um, Yeah, welcome back for the break. Uh, Hopefully you enjoyed our fun commercials (laughs) that we always have. Uh, Lisa and I got some rest, uh, did some laps. Mm-hmm. Fought. She went and fought Gary the Bee. Um, I didn't, no, I never fight him. In fact, I was mowing the lawn this morning. He met me in the front yard. I was like, "Hey, Lisa, this is this is unusual." Oh, Lisa, I sound psychotic. I'm the garbage oh, bee. Oh. <laughs> Gary the garbage bee. I love it. He's the best. I love it. I literally, I love him so much. I go out there and talk to him. I'm I just can't psychotic. think of a bee having that voice. They just seem much more fancy. Well, but if you. If you saw the way that he was aggressively flying at insects and birds so much larger than himself, he'd be like, oh, yeah, he's definitely like <laughs> He's just like, fucking hammered power. his shit. Just hammered yeah. because he hasn't had any honey and had any pollen in so long because he just keeps trying to fuck that. Uh, he's that trying umbrella. to have sex with your umbrella <laughs> repeatedly. Honestly, who isn't? Yeah. Okay, let's be honest. Yeah, I guess so. I, I, I can't judge until I get there. So exactly. polls. polls, 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 polls. So, last week, as you all know, we had a, a sweet and sour uh, medley of Sour Patch Kid versus Sour Punch Straws. Now, as you may suspect, things didn't fare well for our dear friends, the Sour Punch Straws. Um, I guess. I think maybe because of brand appeal. This is I told Lisa before we turned on the recording, I said, this is like the third or fourth week in a row that, like, the thing that I that I won with, I wanted. I actually like the other one better. <laughs> so always, yeah. So I because I love sour punch straws. Like you could tell when you were listening to the episode too. Like I fucking love sour punch straws. I think their flavors so are better. Good. Um. Anyways, neither here nor there. Facebook. Uh, you the jury found uh sour patch kids not guilty of being bad. Sixty eight percent to thirty two percent. So sour punch straws are going to the slammer. Um, Twitter, you found things even worse. 79% to 21%. Brutal. Uh, Sour Punch, Sour Patch Kids reign victorious over Sour Punch Straws. So, listen, I get it. Sour Punch, Sour Patch Kids are everywhere. They are so much more highly merchandised. They have a lot more different varieties. They apparently have video games. Um, They have great commercials. 
Um, but just look in your heart and understand that it, they're sweaty brothers. They're sweaty brothers. <laughs> they're sweaty. They are sweaty brothers. They're sweaty, <laughs> sticky brothers. The sour punch straws um, oh are are delicious too, and maybe you should give them a try. Maybe you should. So instead of being so damn judgmental. Yeah. So listen, this week we've got a couple of absolute world beaters um, of TV programs for children. We have a couple of wife beaters, yeah. Well, not what I said, but okay. Mm, okay. Well, <laughs> seems unrelated. Heart, I guess. Yeah. So, uh, so, but uh, before we present them, let me just say, uh, we at least at least one of these I know we've been wanting to do for a while, but kept holding off on the off chance that a certain thing happened, and we'll go over that when the when we actually start. Yes. Um, yeah. But it's time for kids versus kids cartoons. It's court case Get time, baby. It. It's court case. Ba-dum, bum, ba-dum, bum. Spooky. Spooky. I like it. Question mark. It's my shitty operatic <laughs> my court case sound. So, hey, uh, something just came across my desk, as you're aware, which means that we have a court case. Cruffle, cruffle, cruffle. It's Hey Arnold. Versus recess, um, and knowing as you, as many of you know, I'm a absolute diehard, 100% Nickelodeon fiend, which means mm-hmm. of course that Lisa will be taking the non-Nickelodeon uh, combatant. And actually, me. this week it's Lisa's turn to go first. So Lisa, why don't you why don't you tell us why your thing's better, or maybe even worth in this worth to be in this discussion. <sighs> Let me start off by saying I fully anticipate Hey Arnold winning. Okay, I'm fine with that. You're I wrong. get it. You no s- way. You, you do this defeated horseshit all the time, knowing full well. No, no, no. I, I beg it. I, no shit. Hey Arnold was it was a Nickelodeon show. Okay, I don't think ABC cartoons can hold a candle to, uh, to Nickelodeon cartoons. We'll see. I'm just gonna put that out there. Okay, listen. Before I shit on my own court case okay. for like the seventh weekend. Let me week explain why recess sucks. <laughs> no, let's take a moment and talk about. The glorious time period of each school day that actually was, in fact, recess. Okay, so like you're stuck in class all day learning whatever the fuck it is that you're learning, dissecting frogs, doing the pencil wiggle thing where you jiggle it in your hands and it looks like rubber. You're doing that instead of paying attention. And then it's been like 12 hours since you got to school, but really it's only been, you know, 90 minutes. And then the bell rings, and you know what time it is, baby. Oh, shit, it's recess. It's um, all right, because mm, I'm sick. Oh, never mind. Nope, not not done with the day. No, it's been 90 minutes. It's just recess time, miniature break time. You are suddenly gifted a, a tremendous amount of freedom to, like, roam and play freely for, like, 20 to 30 minutes and get awful and sweaty and then go back to science class, Okay. <laughs> But and, and you may be a student in the classroom, but at recess, baby, you were either playing tag football with your friends, gossiping about other bitches. But at recess, uh, it was time to bully people and make them feel less lesser than. And also be horse girl. Horse Someone girl. Someone had to be horse oh. girl. So there was. Do you not know that there's every that every school has a horse girl? Either she's like in love with horses, or she like pretends to gallop around like a horse. I thought you meant like somebody just had a very long face. That made them look, no. and big teeth that made them look horse-like. Mm-hmm. Well, everyone also had that, that. But they also, but they had the girl that ran around and be like, I love horses. I'm, I'm princess, the the pony from I'm Bethilda Tennessee. Have a winter. My I'm, parents I, are monsters for naming me this. 
here's the thing. If you don't get out of horse girl mode fast enough, you go from just pretending to gallop to like doing the on all fours run like you see online. Like That's the that. next step. So, that's, an, that's the final step. You don't come back from that. That's the final, final, uh, final oh, form. So This is a joke um, that not everybody's going to get, but it's like you become Tobias and Animorphs and you stay in the hawk forever. I don't know any yeah, of Yeah, sorry, things. gang, but at least some people will get it. So, yeah. Um, and also at recess, you would do handstands and fall over and knock the wind out of yourself. When was the last time as an adult that you had the wind <laughs> knocked out of yourself? It's the worst feeling. So because of that, recess will always be like a glowing memory of being in school. Okay. Recess is coveted. It's a coveted time frame during the day. Now for the show recess. Oh, you are going to do the show. For a second, I was thinking I was going to have to put my show against the entire concept of recess. And then <laughs> that would flip this court case on its tail because like, I would well, lose. Yeah, you would lose pretty hard because being actual recess, you would lose. But yeah. actually, recess the show, you might hold it. You might be able to. So it was the embodiment of all of those like let loose feelings, right? Now, it was a cartoon that aired on ABC from 1997 to 2001. Shorter run than I remembered, but okay. And it was part of the One Saturday Morning block. One which was Saturday later known... morning. Look at you. Later known as ABC Just Kids. literally just, just saying the name of the thing. Yeah, but but you remember the jingle. I wouldn't. No, I, I know that's that. why I'm I'm making fun of the jingle. The fact that it's literally them just saying the name of the thing. Hey, short and sweet gets the job done. Am I right? I'm right. You're right. The show follows six fourth graders and like the social dynamics of the playground during recess time, along with like typical cutesy school related hijinks. Okay, and those six students were T.J. Detweiler, who is kind of the like semi cool leader of the pack, always in like. A white t-shirt with jeans uh-huh. and his hat turned backwards and shit like that. Vince LaSalle, I believe, was his best friend. He was like the mm-hmm. athlete kid. Um, then we had Ashley Spinelli, who just went by Spinelli. And she was like the rough and tumble tomboy. Mikey Blumberg, who was like the giant, the, the gentle giant of the crew. So like the really yeah, big guy. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. yeah uh, Gretchen Grundler. Worst name ever, even for a cartoon character. Gretchen Grundler. She was the book smart nerdy girl. And then Gus Griswold, who was the new kid, and it was like generally pretty small and just kind of shy. Um, and so aside from those six, the other characters in the show, which were very important to note, were Mrs. F- or Miss Finster, who was like the bitchy old lady mm-hmm. assistant teacher um, that was like constantly embroiled and battled with, with TJ and the other kids. Also, in watching the videos, she had super sharp like piranha teeth and like a huge wreck. So... So like offsetting, like like the teeth look like they could murder me, but I do want to get at those boobs. No, they were old lady boobs. So they were <laughs> like, I mean, swing boobs. low, sweet chariot. Oh, yeah, no, swing so, low, sweet chariot. Yeah, it was gnarly, gnarly. And then you got Randall, which was like Miss. He was like a little rat boy. He was Miss Finster's, you know, sidekick and snitch. Mm-hmm. Um, principal Prickly. Uh, well, he's he's a principal. <laughs> he's a prick. Um, He's a he's a prick. Uh, king Bob. Now King Bob rules because yes. King Bob was king of the playground and like the ultimate cool kid. And he was the like end all be all. He was the sixth grader, right? And then there was a group of Ashleys, a group of four girls named Ashley, which made me laugh really hard because I think every, at least in my grade, everyone was named Ashley mm-hmm. or everyone was named Amanda. Or it's some, I think a couple of years older than me, everyone was named Jessica. Like it was, mm-hmm. you know, every year has their like, everyone was named this shit. Mm-hmm. So like my son, Oliver, I loved his name. He's named after Oliver Sacks, the, sci- the psychiatrist. Uh, and yet he is one of like 16,000 Olivers. What the fuck? 
Yeah, it's a very, very popular name right now. I so s- I'm so out of touch with what names are these days. Like, I have no idea. Don't worry about it. It's a shit show. It's a shit show, Andy. Don't pay attention to it. So the whole premise of the show centers around the playground of recess time, like I said earlier. I liked the show growing up as a cartoon, but coming back to an adult is like, like I'm like, holy shit, this was so on point for, for elementary school mm-hmm. because... The playground is broken into cliques, right? Um, and even uh, and even further, there are like some unique personalities that you definitely remember from school. So there was like the swinger, the girl who was always trying to swing so high that she went over, right? Okay. There were the twins that only hung out together and they dug like crazy under the playground like a bunch of weirdos. Love that. Isn't that – I mean, and here's the thing. I Like I've only seen so many, but like uh-huh. the twins – like only hanging out with each other thing is such a thing like it's true it is su- like it is unfathomable how like twins that you meet like how close they are it sorry just it was just a weird tangent but i just it is always amazing to me how connected most twins obviously i'm not speaking for most like identical twins or what have you no are. it's 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 true and don't forget uh all twins have half souls Oh, that's probably why they have to keep together to have have, a soul. They have a proper soul. Yeah, they have half souls and half personalities. Don't forget that. Um, Important note from Lisa. So uh, there was also Upside Down Girl who only hangs upside down. Like, you know there was that one bitch who did like a beeline to the bar and was like, I'm going to hang upside down. Um, And then there was the totally Zen guru kid. And then there were – this was my favorite – they're the kindergartners who were at at elementary school as well. Absolute fucking monsters. (laughs) monsters depicted as like actual savages who mm-hmm. don't speak but like chase and maul people which is 100 percent accurate coming from someone who just had a kindergartner last year so whatever the case is it's also a nice commentary on society itself given that there are like unwritten laws societal classes hierarchy and like a semi-government structure under the rule of king bob himself right um additionally the kid's teacher is mrs grokey she's like a hippie-ish it's all good kind of teacher who is always trying to instill in the class like a sense of taking care of each other and being kind. So like you've got whatever's happening out in like the on the playground slash society and then your teacher being like, remember to be good and kind forever. So it's like kind of coming back at it as an adult, it's like, whoa. I know at the end of the day it's still a cartoon, but I was like, whoa. Deep, That's bro. a lot. Deep, so deep, bro. So deep. So let's see. Um, aside from like a bloated theory on what the show is about, the show is cute in that it explores the dynamics of these little. I want critters. to hear the bloated theory. Well, I, I'm coming back to it. I'm coming okay, back to it. I will, I will come back to it. There are troubles like like Gretchen being too smart and trying to dumb herself down so that she can be accepted by more people or not have to move away to other schools because she's so gifted and talented. Or like Spinelli, constantly fighting her tomboy reputation, knowing that underneath it all, there's just like this underlying girl who just wants to be kind of girly. Right, mm-hmm. and it has girl feelings, and also her name is Ashley, which she hates because every other bitch in the class is named Ashley, oh, which no. to me is hilarious. Right? I once I realized that I was like, oh my gosh, that's hilarious. And um, and also tell me you don't feel this one in your heart and soul, Andy. How painful it was to lose recess because of a rainy day. Yeah, like just be like, and they just no. were like you got to sit in this room. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, but you you grew up in the north where you have like crazy snow days, which I've, I've never experienced on in Texas. So like in the episode where they were having like it was all rained out for recess, it was like several days of being rained out and all the kids were going crazy and all the kids were like starting to talk to themselves and the, the Ashleys were in a, in a circle just going, whatever, 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 what like just over and over again because they <laughs> lost their damn minds. So it's like, but you growing up in Illinois... I can't when even was... remember like what we did when those things happened. Like if if there was a gym that like people went to or if it was <gasps> gym, like... of course, like dodgeball and shit. Yeah, I don't remember. I don't remember if that's what we did or if it was just solely like you sat in the homeroom or something like that and did work or something. I don't know. Oh, art time, extended art time. Well, whatever the case is, that was a really funny episode about how rainy it was and shit like that. But uh I do need to talk to you about a weird-ass interpretation okay. of the show Please. that we need to discuss. Okay. This is from Wikipedia, so let's just let's just get started, okay? One thought is that the show has heavy Cold War motifs. And you might be thinking to yourself, what? Let me explain. I'm sorry. Some of the points to that Cold War, like the Cold War. No, no, War. I know what the Cold War is. Like, yeah, I just... It's just, is this not unreal to be like, I'm sorry, you saw what, so let's, 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 the Wikipedia article had gave these points, okay? Mrs. Grokey's kind of like hippie eccentric personality along with her activist attitude up against the strict and conservative mindsets of the principal and her other colleagues, specifically Miss Finster and Principal Prickly, like that was a constant state of, uh, of, uh, not stress, I can't think of the word right now. But but it was just it's rough. So you've got this like super hippie personality against the super conservatives who are always trying to lock everyone down and make them like super strict and in place. It's mm-hmm. like, OK, well, they're the principal, but OK, OK. And so another was a point in episode 85 called Here Comes Mr. Perfect, where Randall, who is the little snitch on the playground and, and like Mrs. Finster's sidekick, suggests blackmailing a student for being a supposed communist. Jesus. Okay, and then in episode 37 called The Substitute, the substitute's name was Mr. E. He demands a student write an essay on why it's wrong to bully people unless it's, quote-unquote, in the geopolitical interests of the United States. And in episode 101 Oh, my God. I know. And in episode 101 called The Secret Life of Grotke, of course, their teacher, she's suspected by the recess kids as an anti-American spy due to her mysterious after-school life. So... I don't know how much I can get behind like spy the Cold games. War theory. Yeah, I don't know about all that, but like Recess was a decent show. I actually really enjoyed it. It was non-threatening. It did a good job of representing a lot of different personalities that you would find in school. And it was on Saturday morning and I was eating cereal, eating Cap'n Crunch and shredding my mouth and watching Recess. It was the best. The best. The best. The Captain Crunch really, I mean, like it feels a little unfair that you incorporated Captain Crunch in there because now people have that associated with this show. Okay, let um, me take it back. Uh, I was eating unflavored Cheerios. There we go. I'll allow it. There we go. There. <laughs> so that's recess. All right. Well, let's hear. Hey, listen, Arnold. gang. If you hey, were, Arnold. If you enjoyed cartoons back in the '90s, and maybe didn't want ones with such heavy Cold War influences, Hey Arnold might be a little more up <laughs> up your alley because I know the whole might time be. you're like, don't oversell it. Like watching recess, thinking like, I like this cartoon. It's fun. It's interesting. I like the characters. I do hate. The, the unspoken moments when you know that one of the kids is being dragged and tortured behind the scenes for being a secret communist sympathizer. <laughs> yeah, it was always Mikey, the gentle giant, for sure. It was him. <laughs> always. Sorry, Mikey. Um, 
Hey Arnold, so this was uh, a Nicktoon on Nickelodeon, uh, for those of you who are unaware, uh, that originally that aired on Nickelodeon from October 7th, 1996 to June 8th, 2004. Now, it said 2004, but like I'm thinking that isn't right. Like, because it, it, like the last season it says went from March of 2000 to June 8th of 2004. So I have a feeling that like maybe it just aired on television during that time. Okay. Despite the fact that it was, um, uh, despite the fact that the show was over. Okay. Um, so the show featured, uh, obviously a child named Arnold, along with many of his friends in pretty much like an inner city, like New York type of setting, uh, which I thought was really interesting because it's a lot of multicultural flavor, um, in a big city environment, um, because uh, very, you know, multiracial, uh, you know, to the best that they could for a Nickelodeon show in the in the 90s. Um, you know, a lot of different, um, uh, you know, cultures and stuff like that incorporated in this in various different episodes. But mm-hmm. in the long and the short of it, Arnold is kind of like a, a quiet kid who you don't really know if he's cool or not cool. That was one thing I thought that was interesting because unlike Recess where there's like very clearly like clicks and, and, and like, hey, this person is X, Y, Z. This person's mm-hmm. not. It was very hard to tell, for the most part, who the cool kids were in this show. Because <laughs> it was okay. like there were the bull, like a few bullies that were just, but they were also like idiots and, and like yes. gross. There weren't really any like super, like the girls, there were a few like cool girls or whatever. But for the guys, it was just like a free for all, like, you know, which I guess isn't that untrue to like fourth grade. Because that was how old these kids were. They were also in fourth grade. Although they didn't feel like it. The characters felt older than that. <laughs> At least most of them. So Arnold was a football head shaped um, kid with yellow hair who lived with his grandparents in a boarding house. And I will say, if you don't remember this, he had possibly the dopest room ever. The best. Yeah. Like he pulls up, pulls down this like garage, like he pulls up this like big trap door and then the stairs come out and then they go up into his room and he's got like glass you know all glass on his roof he's got like you know electric electronic like music stuff and and like his bed you know couch folds down and all this stuff just a lot of really dope stuff um gerald is his best friend um who is the best yeah gerald was pretty rock pretty pretty rocking dude helka pataki who is one of the most notable characters in this show um who I think we've discussed before of like a contest of like characters beating the shit out of each other who would win. Helga <laughs> was always kind of on the top. She was um like the big time bully who is kind of a tomboy and basically treated everyone like like dirt like but secretly was totally in love with Arnold. Like there so many mm-hmm. episodes so many episodes it would be how I hate you Arnold. And yet and then she'll go on to this long, like, poetic soliloquy about how much she loves him and how much she, like, like, and does a lot of creepy stuff, like stealing his hairs, like his bubble gum. She actually had a shrine to him made completely of, like, gum and his hair and stuff like that. There was an episode where she stole his hat and, like, stole his hat to put it on this shrine. And she ended up making out with this bubblegum statue of him. It was some real, very, it was some real serial killer shit, if I'm being honest. Very normal yeah. behavior it is if you are a preteen listening to the show understand that's normal yeah of course it's normal stuff it is funny that in retrospect like i always think like 
a lot of the way that I would like try and like, you know, pine for people and stuff like that and think like, you know, because Disney would kind of paint things in a way that would make it look like just hold on to hope and maybe the person that you really love will fall for you. And like, and I'm realizing like I was just Harold, like Helga Pataki a lot of the time. Like, you know, it's just like, like not to the creepiness of doing that, but like just there's hope for no reason that like maybe despite the fact that like they don't like that I'm a dick and like nobody and, and like that one day maybe they'll like me. Um, Harold was also a bully. Um, he was the fat, kind of a fat kid that was kind of a dopey yes. kid on the show. Um, I did mention earlier that we we kind of postponed doing Harold for quite some time because we were kind of waiting to see. So um, the actor who played Harold at one point, like back in like December or November, very early on in the show, um, like asked if possibly we could have him on the show. And we we're like, absolutely. And we were kind of trying to plan it, and it just nothing really – it didn't work out. Um, so so we just kind of um, pushed it off for a while, and then eventually we're like, ah, let's just go ahead and go with it because I don't think that's probably going to work out. But yeah. Um, but I did want to say, yeah, but thank you to the gentleman for, for offering. Uh, that was super cool of him. Um, Grandpa and Grandma, um, if you recall, Grandpa was um, – they were both – that was his parents basically. Like you don't really find out what happens to his parents, and I actually have something in the trivia about that that I'll talk about later. But Grandpa was just like – really wily old guy and he had some jokes and stuff um and he was very funny and he was really nice grandma was a fucking psychopath <laughs> like in the yes, best she way was. she 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 grandma no um, she oh yeah, grandma, she grandma was the one who like always like she was like oh dear of course and then Aunt arnold would say something and she's like what we got to fucking do like, and she would just like do like, she would just be doing illegal shit with Arnold, like in several episodes. Like, right. uh, she's like protesting to keep this theater from being torn down. They broke into a, an aquarium to save a sea turtle, um, who was being treated poorly because she found out the turtle was old and was like, fuck that. Nobody's going to treat old people like that. And so they could break in and steal a turtle. Um, other characters, there's a character named Phoebe who's, like, the best friend of Helga. She's super shy, and it's kind of one of those things where it's, like, she clearly has been kidnapped into friendship with her <laughs> in some form. Uh, yeah. Stinky, who is, like, he's kind of, like, this tall, lanky guy with, like, almost, like, a southern Stinky. accent. That's always, yes. like, this really bites. <laughs> That's the yeah, only thing I remember about oh, wait, Stinky. Oh, wait, I've got Stinky confused with the other one. Oh, uh, yeah. Stinky is, he's, this really bites. And then there's Sid, um, who is kind of a, he's got a backwards hat. Uh, he's not really like a super funny character, but he's just a, a important character in certain episodes. And then Eugene, who is one of the nerd kids with uh, this big shock red of ha- red piece of hair. Um, there's a lot of multiple side characters I could go over, but those are like there's a lot of different little mini characters. But these are kind of the, some of the main characters that are kind of incorporated in the ones that I saw. Okay. Um, Eugene was is like there's a bunch of nerdy kids in the in the in the uh, school. Eugene just happens to be the one where there was an entire episode centered around Arnold trying to like make him have a really good day, but everything that he did was basically just not helping and making things worse. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was a few episodes I watched that were notable. Obviously, Downtown as Fruits that was the first episode of the entire series. Um, that was a good one. Where they're going to be on the school play, they're dressed as fruits. They decide Helga's a bitch so they're gonna go take the bus all the way down to the end of the line and they'll just ride it back when it gets to the end but that's not how buses work um so they ended up getting <laughs> stuck downtown and they're like how are we gonna get home without any money and then suddenly somebody's like here you go and they just throw a bag of money at them <laughs> like oh man people downtown sure are friendly um so they end up getting pimped out and partying downtown 
when they start getting chased by the people who gave them money by mistake because evidently it was meant for another another couple of people dressed as a strawberry and a banana. Always. Um, a fake psychic tells them their problems were likely caused by some sort of bad karma. Um, and they realize, wow, we really fucked Helga over. Um, so they grab their costumes, take the cab back to school to finish the play. On the way, they throw their money out to some poor people who also say, man, people downtown sure are friendly. Um, they get back in time, <laughs> do the finishing number of the play, and save the day. Um, I would say the most not- notable popular culture episode was Stoop Kid. Stoop Kid! Because everybody, it's just one of those things, like, I've seen so many things, like, ten, like 20 years ago on this day, Stoop Kid left his stoop. Like, Stoop Kid, uh, Stoop, Arnold kicks a football onto Stoop Kid's stoop. Uh, they tell the legend of Stoop Kid and, and how he's always lived there. Um, after a long time of planning, uh, Arnold realizes, hey, if he's not, if he can't leave his stoop, like, I'll just grab the football and run. Because um, nobody tried it because they were so scared of him. So Arnold runs, grabs the football, and runs off, and then realizes that Stoop Kid will not leave his stoop under any conditions because he's afraid. And then everybody gets the word out that Stoop Kid's afraid to leave his stoop. And everybody is, like, ridiculing and shitting on this guy and fucking with him, and he's, like, crying. And so Arnold obviously is a really... That's the thing, is most episodes, Arnold's a really good guy um, and always wants to help and try and fix things. So he ends up Mm -hmm. talking to Stoop Kid, tries to help him to get him to leave his stoop, but he can't. Finally, like, Arnold is explaining all the things he's missing by not being able to explore and shows him these... uh, pictures of a lot of great stoops around the world like including like the pyramids of giza and like all the other things like whoa cool stoop what a cool, cool stoop. stoop so stoop kid finally leaves the stoop um but evidently the only lesson he learned was wow now i can stay in my stoop still but then if somebody fucks with me i can run and beat the shit out of them <laughs> which he does yes when harold fucks with him he's like stoop kid and then he just jumps off a stoop and goes chasing after harold so good um so there's a lot of episodes, but the only last one episode I want to talk about for sure was Arnold's Christmas because it is, in my opinion, I haven't seen the other ones, but it's one of, if not the best, Christmas episodes of a cartoon during the 90s by far. Really? Yeah. Okay. It's a really good episode. It's much heavier and heartwarming than the one than one is used to on Nickelodeon. Um, so basically just to give a shortened version of this, Mr. Mr. Wynn, who lives in the boarding house with Arnold, because basically his grandparents run a boarding house where a lot of people live. Um, and Mr. Wynn is this, uh, is, uh, uh, I think he's Vietnamese, uh, man who, who lives in the house and he's always kind of sitting there very stoically smoking a pipe, staring off into the distance and they're drawing mm-hmm. for a secret Santa and Arnold ends up getting his name for secret Santa. Um, and so Arnold wants to figure out what he wants for Christmas. Um, and he goes and talks to Mr. Wynn and in the discussion ends up finding out that, you know, he's kind of sad and stoic all the time because a long time ago, um, he was living in a country, they don't name it, but it was presumably supposed to be Vietnam, um, where the, this war had started and he'd been so happy cause he had this child who he loved <laughs> named Maya. Um, was it Maya? We'll figure it out. Um, and basically he had to give up the child, like to get on this helicopter because they only had room for one more person. And so they end up flying off to America. Um, and, and he, after the war ended up moving to America because he knew that's where his daughter, um, had been taken to, but he hadn't seen his daughter for obviously decades, you know, to, to meet her. So Arnold and Gerald, Arnold's like believes in miracles and believes in the Christmas spirit and everything. So wants to 
set off to find the perfect present for him. It's the day before Christmas. So he goes to the Department of <laughs> Public Information, apparently a thing uh, that's super useful because they went there. Uh, it's called May. I'm sorry, her name is Maywin. Um, and also open Christmas Eve. It's open Christmas Eve. So they show up there and there's this big Christmas party. <laughs> and they're like, fuck, everybody's already partying. But they like, surely it's got to be one guy. And they go back and there's this old, this like commercial guy in the back um, who's like, no, I'm not going to do it. And then he gets a call from his family. She's like, I haven't done the Christmas shopping yet, but I'll get on it. And then so Arnold and Harold are like, we'll do your Christmas shopping for you. Um, which they do. They get every, they go montage, they montage it and go all around the town finding all these Christmas presents, except for one item, which they'd mentioned before in the episode, which was Nancy Spumoni snow boots, which are sold okay. out everywhere in town. Um, which in the meantime, Helga Pataki has been trying to find the perfect present for Arnold because she wants him to fall in love with her, right? Mm-hmm. Um, she keeps finding you know, coming up short and not figuring out what to get. And then she hears like Arnold and uh, Harold talking about how they failed. They couldn't get the, you know, they couldn't get these snow boots to help to save blah, 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 to get the, the situation set up where may may would meet with uh, Mr. Wynn. Um, and mm-hmm. so she ends up going home and then she actually gets a set of Nancy Spumoni snow boots for Christmas because her parents are loaded and they got a pair. And so she f- has this, uh conflict of conscience and finally ends up going to the department of public information and giving these snow boots to the guy um and they you know after that you don't see what happens they cut back to the morning of christmas when they're at the boarding house and everybody's getting their presents and they're like hey mr wind didn't get anything and arnold is just like ashamed because he didn't you know couldn't get him what he wanted and so Arnold's about to go up and tell Mr. Wynn, hey, let's do, about to tell him what he did, basically, what he tried to do and how he failed. Um, and then all of a sudden there's a knock at the door and Grandpa goes to the door and suddenly this, you know, woman probably in her 30s or something uh, comes in and Mr. Wynn slowly turns his head from the fire and sees uh, May Wynn, his daughter, um, and they're Aww. reunited. And it's, it's a real tearjerker at the end um, as Helga evidently, you know, gave up that to do that even though she never would never never obviously get any credit for it uh because arnold had no idea that she'd done that but arnold then suddenly believed in miracles again which was kind of the uh the whole side of it so it was just it was a really unique one it was pretty heavy for a christmas episode you know but um for an episode of cartoon period but it was a really really sweet ending so um so i have some trivia for you guys let's do this on this arnold's last name is Shortman. What? Which you might wonder, why why would that be a thing? So the grandpa calls him, how's it going, short man, all the time. And it turns out that's just actually his last name. That's the only <laughs> that's the only oh name gosh. that they have for him the entire time. Um, one of the big things I've always known about this show, because I remember when I was a kid learning this, this is the first animated series on Nickelodeon to use children as voice actors. So all of the kids on the show were children ages 9 to 15 years old. Um, and then I mentioned about how he lived with his grandparents. What happened, what actually happened to Arnold's parents was never revealed until Hey Arnold, the Jungle Movie. Guess what year that came out? 2010. It's a, it's a bold guess, but no. 2000, 2017. <gasps> because what? three years ago, everybody's like, what are people into these days? 
You're joking. I really in, thought I was hyper overshooting yeah, in 2017. Yeah, 2017, they made a Hey Arnold movie. Like, the people that would watch this are children, and none of them know anything about Hey Arnold. <laughs> hey Arnold. Right. So, anyways. Um, so, yeah, it'd be great if they did a gritty, gritty reboot for adults who used to love Hey Arnold, but they did not. So, evidently, they revealed what happened to their parents in that. Um, before the main series was launched... Um, Craig Bartlett, the creator of this, created three claymation animated short films, um, all of which appeared on um, Sesame Street. Just Arnold Escapes from Church in 1988, The Arnold Waltz in 1990, Arnold Rides His Chair in 1991. Um, so it featured a lot of the same characters, and apparently that's when Nickelodeon noticed it and was like, hey, let's, you know, we'll get you in on this. We're like, let's make a show out of this. And... Um, let's see. So, Arnold was voiced by four different actors during its run, which is really? crazy to think of one person being played by that many people. But yeah, it was like season one had one guy, season two and three had another guy, season four, and then season five. Yikes. All different people. Okay. Creator Craig Bartlett is the brother-in-law of Matt, Gro- of Matt Groening, or Groening, I don't know how you pronounce it, creator of The Simpsons. Yeah. In fact, Dan Castellaneta, who voices Homer Simpson on The Simpsons, also voiced Arnold's grandpa, which I did not know that. Wow. Yeah. Weird fact that I just had to list because I thought it was interesting. Arnold has a pig named Abner. I remember Abner. Yeah. And the character Abner on Green Acres has a pig named Arnold. (gasps) Which I'm not sure if that... that I have to think that was intentional. Like, but that's just so random that that's the fact. Yeah. Um, after Nickelodeon greenlit the pilot, it aired, it aired first as a special before Nickelodeon's first movie ever, Harriet the Spy in 1996. So basically they just showed a short before Harriet the Spy, um, called Arnold. Um, and it was actually just a version of the original, uh, uh, the original pilot that they aired on that before kind of redoing it a little bit for the actual TV show when it came out. Interesting. So it first aired in 1986 exclusively because Harriet the Spy came out, and that's when that was done, which I have not thought of Harriet the Spy in a very long time. So And let uh, us never think of it again. Never think of it again. So I just want to say, I, I, I this was kind of fun to watch on a rewatch. It was not as, you know, it wasn't one of those grown-worthy things where rewatching it was bad. I, I still thought this was a pretty good one. It's, it's, it's Doug-esque in the sense that it's not as, like, laugh-out-loud funny. They had some characters that were kind of funny, I think, that were, that were pretty good, but... It was kind of like a nice blending between like the extreme of like Rocco um, being just all slapstick funny and Doug, which is a little more serious. Yes. So it's kind of a mishmash between the two of those. So um, I think it's great. It's still considered one of the better ones. It ran for 100 episodes and had two movies, obviously, Hey Arnold the Movie in 2002 and then in 2017, Jesus, why? why? It's just 15 years later. Why so long? <laughs> Coming back. Don't, don't worry. It's so, in 2022. Hey Arnold, the 3D. Hey Arnold, the 3D <laughs> experience. Environment, yeah, experience. Thank you. So, uh, nice. so yeah, hey Arnold. Wow. Well, okay. Thank you for all that weird information about hey Arnold. In terms of why the fuck they brought it back in 2017, makes You're no welcome. damn sense. It's the mystery that will never be solved. And it should. Did you did you see the trivia that said exactly what happened to Arnold's parents? I did not, which I really should have. Let me see what happened. You're giving us to blue balls. Arnold's. Here, here. I'll, I'll, I'll close out the show while you get that information. Okay. So listen, uh-huh. you can find us on 90s Court on Facebook and Twitter, or at 90s Court on Facebook and Twitter, 
at 90s.court on Instagram. Of course, we would love it if you could be so kind as leave us a five-star review or rating on iTunes. And of course, if you want to support the podcast and join the squad, go to patreon.com slash 90scourt. Uh, Bailiff and Hire gets access to our exclusive show, which is just turned into something called Nothing Court, which is just fantastic. Mm. It's just Andy and I talking talking a bunch of shit. So that's our shit. Um, so fun fact. Okay. Um, so it was re- revealed in the movie that uh, they had been explorers uh, in his life and had disappeared on a humanitarian mission to San Lorenzo along with the, p- at the plane that was carrying them. They were never heard from again until now. And apparently in the movie, it's like them, him going down to San Lorenzo and they end up finding uh, her, his parents. Like just alive hanging out without their kid? Uh, I guess. I think like it's, it's very unclear. Apparently they were fit. They were ill with sleeping sickness um, and had essentially been in long comas. It was a real, what? it was not a great, it was not a great cover story. For that, I'd rather them I, just be like, they died in a car accident. I feel like, like okay. the sleeping sickness thing is totally what they told Arnold, but they're like, we really just couldn't fucking handle any more of his shit. He was such a rough football headed, but you know, like the mom never recovered, recovered oh, from giving birth to him. Oh my God, I was going to say that, so, but I'm glad you did instead. So I, I've, I've done this three times. I get the right to say that. So, yep. So, anyway, hey, everybody, right. thank you guys again for tuning in to 90s Court. We love you so much. Um, we will see you again soon, and uh, uh, we'll enjoy our birthday week, and hopefully, uh, you guys enjoy your week as well. Yep. So, you guys take care. We'll see you next week for episode 46, not 45. So, Episode 46 is next week, and then we're getting closer to episode 50 plus our one-year anniversary. What's up? All right. See you guys. All right, guys. guys, Have a good one. Bye.